This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, welcome back to my podcast. My name's Lorena and this is The Pooch. Holy shit, it has been a very, very long time since I last recorded a podcast. Uh, yeah, I've got plenty of reasons. I'm not going to be hard on myself about it. I have felt like shit about it. It's a goal that I really want to achieve. I'm really enjoying this process. But... Few things have happened since I last recorded an episode and I'm going to share them with you. Um, First thing is that I am pregnant. So yeah, I wasn't sure if I was comfortable sharing at this stage, uh, at this stage in the podcast. Um, I'm definitely well into my pregnancy now. Um, But basically first trimester, I struggled big time with feeling sick and nauseous and any opportunity that I had that was without toddler or when you know she's sleeping I did the same I had to sleep I had to rest I was really struggling I've also moved house Um, I have had virus after virus throughout I don't know what's got my immune system's just gone all over the shop um, during this pregnancy so it's been a little bit tough to Um, Even when I've had some energy, I've been coughing out of control and my voice sounds shocking. But anyway, here we are. Um, I hope everyone who listens to my podcast has been well. Um, I'm excited to jump back on um, the bandwagon. That makes no sense. I'm excited to jump back on this podcast and, and, you know, create a few more episodes and see how this thing goes. Um, But I thought, you know, in I guess in light of the fact that I've just shared a bit about being pregnant I thought this episode I could kind of dedicate to that simply because um, in line with what I talk about on the episode uh, on the podcast all the time which is basically that as you know women we kind of don't share enough the real story the real deal about how things are and then as a result people feel lonely and isolated and I think people tend to suffer more Um, I was a little bit inspired by someone that I follow on Instagram recently who shared that she is currently pregnant and it's her first pregnancy and she's had a really terrible time, really terrible time, you know, during the first few months of her pregnancy and it kind of came as a bit of a surprise to her because uh, she's really not been surrounded by any stories about how tough it can be. So, Um, I guess, you know, this whole idea that 
pregnancy is this time where you know you're kind of floating on cloud nine and it's all you know joyous and you're glowing and it's blissful um yeah it's not it's not everyone's reality uh obviously everyone or pretty much everyone who listens to this podcast has had has lived through pregnancy before and some people might have felt you know a little bit shit during the first trimester and then have gone on to have you know completely glowing pregnancies and that's great I know with my first um I had nausea throughout my entire pregnancy and beyond I don't know why I you know I was lucky enough not to be someone who threw up a lot through my pregnancy but definitely felt constant waves of feeling sick and literally after I had my baby it was probably four months by the time that stopped which is insane to me Um, I also ballooned ballooned I couldn't even walk by the end of my pregnancy my first pregnancy which is I'm absolutely freaking petrified of now because I'm halfway through this one um I had so much water weight towards the end. My feet would swell up completely. I literally couldn't take two steps without having to sit down. It was really, really unpleasant for me. So, I mean, obviously there were beautiful parts of the pregnancy and, you know, really joyous moments as well. But for me, pregnancy hasn't been this, you know, glorious walk through a meadow kind of experience. Um, This time around... Luckily, so far, I haven't felt so after the first trimester, the nausea's pretty much stopped. I I think every now and then I get a tiny wave of it and it's often triggered by really strong smelling foods. Um, but there's just, I don't know, it, like obviously I feel guilt and this is the crazy thing about this whole freaking thing is that I feel guilty even saying that I don't always enjoy pregnancy and isn't that ridiculous because there's this this idea that is so ingrained in me that I have to enjoy pregnancy that if I don't it says something about me as a mother me as a woman it it, you know it it chips away at my ego just to say that it's not my favorite time (laughs) but um, I'm obviously excited about what's to come but there's just so much about being pregnant for me that I struggle with and I just think If I can, you know, just like I share my experiences with being a first time mom, if I can share my experiences with others about pregnancy and that it's not not everyone loves every freaking moment of it, uh, maybe that will make people feel less alone when they go through the same thing. Um, You know, I absolutely like one thing that's really gotten me down, I think this time, and that's because I... Well, I don't know if I've put on weight faster, but just simply the fact that I started bigger than when I when I had my daughter. Um, I was really tiny before I fell pregnant with her. I was actually my smallest I've ever been. And it's not about weight or size, but it's just about the fact that I'm I'm only halfway through and I kind of feel like I'm a lot bigger than I was in my last pregnancy overall, in general, weight wise. Um, I feel really unfit, which I hate feeling. I think it took me so long to start to feel fit and energetic after having my daughter um you know I I it took me forever to even join a gym or do some kind of fitness I end up doing Pilates um, reformer classes which I fell in love with really hard to get the time to be able to go so I was going on a Sunday at like 6 a.m um you know when everyone's sleeping at home but finally got a sense of well, I can walk up a hill and I don't feel you know puffed and exhausted I my muscles definitely were not fully coming together um at that stage but I still you know I started to finally feel great again and then I feel pregnant so it's kind of like that 
second time around for me, it's almost a little bit like, I know that I can recover from it, which is great, but far out it's frustrating because it took me so long to recover from it the first time and here we are. And I know, I know, I'm well aware that, you know, to anyone that has ever struggled to fall pregnant, I sound like someone who's completely ungrateful, but these are experiences that people like me and many go through. So I think it's fair to share them. We don't all relate. Um, But I also think it's unfair to censor those who struggle because, you know, of course, pregnancy is such a blessing. Okay, yes, it is, but doesn't mean that it can't be hard and doesn't mean that people have to shut their mouth, um, you know, to to protect everybody else. I think that that is dangerous. So, um, yeah, I'm just I'm not feeling fit. I'm not feeling very healthy Uh, this time around. I signed up to I'm I have to say I feel so lucky. One thing I feel really lucky about is just living in a place where, um, you know, I'm I'm seeing uh, I'm I'm going to a, a public hospital. I'm in a midwife program, all paid for, um, by you know tax government, and I've been signed up for free to a, a health program, a a, counts, a a counseling or a coaching health program where they call you and give you guidance around nutrition and fitness and you know. I guess none of it's really rocket science, but it actually helps me stay on track. So it's been nice to have someone talk me through, um, you know, all the guilty feelings that I had during my first trimester where I couldn't stomach anything but basically bread. I had some shocking days where it was just bread um, and that's not that's not healthy, I'm well aware. But then again, you know, that feeling bad about it just didn't help me either. Um, but so to have someone from a health perspective talk me through that and kind of guide me through what to do now, I'm a little bit excited about um, hoping, I guess, that I'm not going to feel as awfully unfit as I do right now. But then again, I'm only going to get bigger and my pregnancy is only going to get further along. So we'll see. Um, I absolutely hate maternity clothes. I'm sorry to anyone who likes them or or chooses to buy them I've obviously had to because none of my clothes fit me um and you know the stuff that I had with my daughter like I pulled it out of the cupboard I had it stashed in a little pile of my old maternity stuff and I had I really only bought maternity jeans because I can't stand maternity clothes and man they're daggy like I just I can't I, and I'm I'm a little bit of a tight ass in that sense I can't justify spending a lot of money on a pair of jeans that I'm only going to wear for a few months so I'm sure there's like really cool stuff out there but for me it was just a matter of buying just a couple of pairs of jeans they're really you know um just daggy skinny jeans when I'm at my fattest I don't think skinny jeans are like my favorite thing to wear but anyway it's just so and not only that like it's so depressing everything I had a moment the other day where I went to the shops and I was like, I seriously need a, I don't know, I need a spirit boost. I need someone to come along or something to come along and just put some, inject some color into my life because I'm so, I'm feeling so gross. And I walked through the shops and I was like, what has happened to us in general? Like every single shop I stepped into, everything was gray and black and neutral, which sure it looks lovely if you're a Kardashian um but you know the rest of us I feel like can we just have a little bit of color in our lives I don't know or maybe I was just feeling that because I'm pregnant and I'm just like I can't do this um but maternity clothes are just so I don't know they they're just the frumpiest version of clothes I can find and that's that's something that just annoys me so um 
because of that, I feel frumpy and, you know, a combination of feeling unfit and frumpy for me is just, I don't know, worse. I don't, I'm a person who, you know, if I look good, I feel good. Um, you know, if I put a little bit of effort into my appearance, then it kind of trickles into my mood. It makes me feel a little bit like I've got some, you know, energy or like, you know, just the simple fact that I've put in effort to, to look good and take care of myself. But when there's nothing out there that just, I don't know, sparks any element of joy, I was like, oh my God, this is so depressing. No wonder, like I ended up in, you know, cheap moo-moos by the end of my last pregnancy. It was so bad. Um, so like I said, I'm, I feel bigger than I did in my first pregnancy, which is another thing that's frustrating because I feel like I have to resort to the stuff that I don't like wearing and, you know, just basically know that I've got many months left of that feeling, which I'm, I'm not thrilled about. I am um, really tired and, you know, obviously I was really tired as you are during the first trimester, but now I have insomnia and it kicked in really early this time with my daughter it was towards the end of the pregnancy that I had insomnia part I guess partially because I was really physically uncomfortable but now I just stay awake like half the night and I really really struggled to get to sleep so I think because of that um, it trickles into my day and oh my god pregnancy the second time around when you have a toddler um, to, to look after is so different because you know already as a new mum with a toddler you're tired you know you you get short fused at times but to add to that all the pregnancy hormones plus the fact that I'm tired I feel like I'm on the verge of snapping all the time and getting angry all the time and I don't I don't like this feeling you know you don't get a chance to rest you don't get a chance to I don't know, um, you know, put your feet up. And then when I, when I have had moments where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to take it easy today. I end up feeling so guilty that we haven't left the house, which is just something that I didn't have the first time around. If I needed to sleep the day through, that's what I would do. And then I'd be like, great, my body obviously needed it. Now it's like, yeah, my body needed it, but what does my daughter need? It's a completely different experience second time around. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I find it really difficult, I guess, also, you know, in line with having a, a toddler is that, you know, I just have these feelings all the time where I think, you know, we've got basically a few months left when it's where it's just us and, you know, she gets all our attention and, you know, a, a, any plan that we have around her, it's it's about her having fun and all that kind of stuff. And now... It's like there's a few months left where that can happen before there's a newborn that's going to be in the house. Um, I know how isolating it is to have a newborn. I've obviously had one already. Um, it's so hard to leave the house. It's scary to leave the house. I was lucky enough with my daughter that we hadn't even hit COVID yet. So now I have all new set of fears around having a newborn and leaving the house. But you know, the guilt that I sit with where I'm thinking, you know, time is ticking. We've got so little left. I have less energy than I did before. Um, but, you know, I need to be using this time the, the best I can with her, doing the funnest things, you know, building the best memories because any minute now, not any minute now, in the next few months, it'll be, you know, a completely different experience for her where she is you know she has to wait for, for for us to have free time there'll definitely be a long window where we can't do much fun at all um so I just I feel like this is the time where I need to be the most fun and be taking her out the most and having the most you know pleasurable joy joyous moments and you know going out and doing fun stuff at the beach or going to the zoo and all that kind of stuff and it's it's what I literally can't do so I feel horrible about it I still intend to um, but it's just something that, especially in the beginning, you know, I felt like garbage and now I'm not feeling my fittest and, you know, I'm still juggling work and, um, toddler and having no sleep. So it's a little bit crazy. Um, one thing that I guess I wanted to share as well, because I had never heard about it. Um, and it happened to me. It's happened, it happened to my mum during her pregnancy as well, but I had never heard about it uh, being a common thing, um, was that I actually, and this is part of the reason why I've been a bit offline, I had a threatened miscarriage, which um, is kind of, it, it's kind of, it's really scary for anyone who's lived through this before. Um, it's nothing, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Nothing actually went wrong with the pregnancy as far as I know. But all of a sudden I had blood gushing out of me and I had to go to hospital. I took myself, you know, I, um, I went to emergency. Um, I, I sat in the waiting room bleeding like profusely and it's horrible and scary. And 
you know, you're kind of sitting there knowing that something's potentially going wrong um, and and being told that, you know, there's a couple of things that could be happening here. One is that you're having a threatened miscarriage, which is basically that the body is just um, appearing to have a miscarriage, you know, but the miscarriage is not happening. The baby's fine. The cervix is closed. Everything's intact. But for some reason, you've lost some blood and um, or you're actually having a miscarriage and we have to sit here and kind of wait through the process. Um, For me, that was absolutely petrifying because I was so lucky during my first pregnancy that nothing went wrong, that I had no kind of scares or anything like that. I had a super healthy pregnancy. I fell pregnant really easily. There was no issues there. So to have this happen kind of second time round, um, it, it's quite scary. My mum had the same when she was pregnant with my sister. And um, yeah, it, anyway, it's something that I think now that I've had one, <laughs> a threatened miscarriage, I hear a lot of people going, oh yeah, I, I actually know someone who's had that as well. I know someone who's had that as well. And once again, I'm going, well, why is it that we don't kind of share that stuff? Just, you know, same with obviously each to their own. And obviously, you know, I respect people's um, decisions around sharing when they're pregnant in the first place. But to me, the whole, for me personally, the whole idea of waiting until you know, you know, waiting until the first trimester, until you know that everything is safe and you can share the information with people with a bit of confidence that nothing will go wrong is kind of, I don't know, for me, I, j- I don't want to suffer in silence and I don't want other people to to go through the same thing. The first three months of pregnancy are horrible for many people, for most people. But we have to kind of, because social norms tell us that it's probably best just not to share anything just in case things go wrong. And I, I started questioning, is that for the discomfort of others? Is that to prevent other people being uncomfortable? Is that so that, you know, we don't then have to, you know, I guess share bad news after we've shared good news? I'm not sure. But just, you know, for me, the worst thing was the idea of going to work, feeling absolutely horrendous, being out in public, being with family, being with friends and having to hide the fact that I'm absolutely feeling awful, that the coffee that you've just handed to someone across my face makes me want to vomit and punch you at the same time. Um, it just makes me feel like, you know, hiding those things or, or having, for me personally, once again, I respect everyone's views and I respect everyone's decisions to hold it to themselves. That's that's you, you do you. But I just feel like it is a social norm. It's a social custom that I, f- I think is a little bit outdated personally because I just, I can't stand the thought of suffering alone and suffering in silence. And hiding the fact that pregnancy is hard does so much damage to future people who end up pregnant and struggle with the first trimester you know let's be supportive of each other let's help each other through this process I get so excited when I hear that a friend is pregnant but I don't want to hide the fact that it's hard I don't want people to be scared of being pregnant I look and like everyone who's had kids before you and after you will say you know, how can you go back and do it again if it's so hard? Um, I, m- one of my biggest reasons to have, for having another baby is because in my life, 
there has no there has not been a greater gift than a sibling um not everyone can give their kids siblings not everyone wants to but for me personally um I just think you know having my sister and my brother in my life have been and my cousins who are you know siblings and thanks to my mum and my aunties being siblings you know the, the trickle effect of having siblings or bringing siblings into someone's life to me is a huge gift and so if I could give that to my daughter obviously I would I didn't have this itch to have um you know I don't have an itch to have multiple babies but I do definitely have this desire to have to gift my daughter a sibling and close enough to her age so you know I guess that whole mm, I don't know that that whole dream of oh you know I can't wait to fall pregnant and then hiding that process hiding the the struggle that you go through during the first trimester it just feels too much like it's not for me and it's it's to keep other people comfortable so I I shared straight away Um, as soon as I found out I shared with my family I shared with my workplace Um, I was I think I was five weeks or so Um, and I was just like it is what it is you know and if if something happens with this pregnancy early on then that's something that I hope to share anyway because I think other women should know that that's you know that's the reality that can happen not all pregnancies are going to be fun not all pregnancies are going to be successful hiding that just gives this impression that you know you find out about someone being pregnant once it's you know much more secure at the end of the day all you're going to hear as a woman or as a young kid who's thinking one day I'll I'll go through this process is that so and so falls pregnant and then they have a baby and that's just almost like a hundred percent guarantee and I just having gone through the threatened miscarriage as well makes me more sure of that perspective because I just feel like that could have gone the wrong way that could have ended in a full miscarriage um I'm still not at the end of my pregnancy so I don't know and you know I hope that things continue on track and I hope with all my heart and soul that you know everything turns out well and and, and okay but at the end of the day this is an experience that people have and that we need to talk about we need to share it because I would hate the thought of not knowing a single person who's gone through what I've been through if if let's say things went wrong or you know just knowing not knowing anyone who's had other than my mum a threatened miscarriage to talk about how scary and you know what happens after because you go through this process where you think you've lost the baby then oh my gosh we have an ultrasound and there's the baby perfectly fine we don't know what's caused all the bleeding I had bleeding lasting not just one day it was like weeks weeks of bleeding so it was like what's happening I wanted to go and have an ultrasound on a daily basis and then from that point on um, you know it's the fear of what can I do what can't I do I feel so paranoid about you know doing the wrong things and then did I do something to cause it in the first place was it because we moved house was it because I was stressed about something I don't know but all those feelings that come with this process and then the feelings that come with oh shit what what how do I stay safe now or how do I keep the baby safe now no matter how many times you hear in the hospital or for me no matter how many times I heard 
it's nothing that you can do. It's a natural thing. You know, these things just happen, blah, 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 blah. I am a person that looks for answers. I look for what what happened two days before that. Why did this, you know, happen? Surely there must have been a cause for this situation to have happened. So naturally I'm going to look at my own actions and, and you know, feel bad about something that I've done and think that I caused it. So the paranoia that I have since then is massive. And, you know, if I had a friend that had been through it to talk to, maybe I'd be in a different position, you know, we've had very different lives, yet we've gone through the same scare, that, that tells me a little bit more, I guess that gives me a little bit more security about the, the, I don't know, the fact that there's not much I could have done about it, I don't know, anyway, I guess for me, you know, like I said earlier, I, uh, I was inspired to do this episode because I heard um, someone talking about the fact that, you know, they were newly pregnant and they had never heard about difficult pregnancies and it just made them feel so isolated and so um, unprepared as well for shit to feel hard and uncomfortable and, and be in and out of hospital and all that kind of stuff. I just think, you know, I'm I'm happy to put my hand up and paint a real picture, you know, of, of how things are and yeah, that's, that's my little story. That's my little update. Um, I intend to, um, record another episode very soon to get back on track with the podcast, but here we are. Um, I hope this episode was useful to anybody. I hope you are well, and I hope you're, if you're in Australia, you're looking forward to spring and summer because, oh my God, I'm so over this freaking cold and it's nearly at the end. Um, I'm, a little bit excited about it too and also maternity clothes for winter suck so yeah I just can't wait to get out of that so as usual I just want to tell you to trust your gut and be kind to your pooch mine's getting bigger and who the hell knows what the state of mind will be after this pregnancy I hope you're well and I will see you next time bye Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 